And of course, it's being done by Americans. Wow, we're going to save the world again. Three men, five headlines, no warning and no rules. It's a right angle lightning round brought to you by the members of BillWhittle.com. Bill is not here today. Uh, I think there was some sort of, uh, well, it doesn't matter. He was up late working on another project. Uh, so sitting in for him is uh, Rachel. And of course, Scott Ott is sitting in his traditional center square. Uh, gentlemen, let's just dig right in. I've got uh, Zoe up first. Oh, <laughs> I love this headline. Trans women Sorry. must register for the draft. Trans men don't have to. And and, and just to clear that up, uh, under the Biden administration, transgender women who are born male, uh, so biological males, must register for the selective service. Uh, and transgender men who are, you know, born female, so actually women, do not have to register with the selective service. The policy was established before Biden took office, but uh, they have not changed the standard one bit. Um, so have you ever heard the quiet part said quite so out loud? Uh, I don't know about that, but I know all there is to know about the crying game. <laughs> no, actually, no, I don't. No, I don't. Um, so the draft, man, I don't, I don't really know what to say about that. I thought the draft was like illegal now. Didn't didn't Rumsfeld like, uh, uh, you know, I know. Oh, I no, uh, word, Nixon. But. Yeah, we, we haven't drafted anybody since 73, but you're still supposed to register. Okay, okay. So, when you turn 18. Um, well, I, hey, if, if uh, transgender folks, if they want that equality and they want to be in the same, you know, the same treatment as everybody else, hey, welcome to the club. You know, enjoy yourself. Um, but actually, the, my, my pause here is this, uh, I guess, this recommendation by the military. Why are y'all opening the door for this? I mean, it's, where, where, did, where did we go wrong? Uh, you know, when we talk about, like, say, for instance, the few, the proud and the Marines, you know, um, you know, I'll remind folks that, you know, pride goes before destruction. And if and, and this whole pride thing, well, pride is is taking over and infiltrating. And I don't think this is kind of the kind of pride that you expected. And uh, and it doesn't take a majority to do it. It only takes a few. And this kind of stuff is going to be destructive within your ranks. This kind of stuff is you don't make a policy for this. Yeah, we'll we'll draft you. Even even uh, tra transgender, you got to uh, uh, no no no. You stop with that on the get go. I mean, you you can't you can't go into the military like if you got like flat foot or like you know or I, I think there's like conditions against vision and things about uh, asthma and stuff like that. But this is okay. You won't get the what is that the four F card or something like that. You won't get the four F card for that. But but for this. Yeah, we'll go ahead and make exams. You can you can't have flat feet, but you can wear high heels. What the crap, man? Let's you know. Uh, yeah, we go. We definitely going sideways as far as something like this goes. That's my bigger contention with it. Yeah, hey, I, Steve. I, 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 it occurs to me that our that our parents uh, had to leave for Canada. Our dad, our fathers had to leave for Canada to avoid military service. Now all you have to do is raid mommy's closet. <laughs> <laughs> Things have gotten way too easy for kids these days. Uh, Scott, over to you. They treat me like a piece of stuff, uh, said said uh, one renter. Uh, it turns out Senator Warnock's church pays for his home, and it's also trying to evict the poor from their homes. Uh, records obtained by the Washington Free Beacon reveal that Warnock's church, which pays him $7,400 dollars a month for a housing allowance uh, secretly owns a low income apartment building that tried to evict residents during the pandemic one for just 28.55 in late rent that's 28 dollars 
and 55 cents. Um, this does not sound very Christian to me. Does it to you? It does not. And and I don't have documents in front of me, so I'm not I'm not going to comment on the specifics of the case. Uh, this is this much followed election for um, Senate in Georgia, yeah. where Herschel Walker is the other candidate. And uh, frankly, this has got to be one of the sorriest political races I've uh, ever seen in my life. Yeah. Uh, from both sides. <laughs> um, and it's just and it's sad because because Georgia has this rule like. When revelations come out about a candidate, you they can't remove the candidate from the ballot. They, they're not allowed to say, okay, well, let's get Warnick out of here or let's get Walker out of here. Um, they, he has to remain on the ballot, even if there's some devastating thing that comes out that you realize, whoa, even the even the party doesn't want to back this person. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what in particular is going on. I know that there are some churches that have purchased real estate with the intention of providing low-income housing. And I think that's a cool idea, especially yeah. if they incorporate it with the dignity of work and give people an opportunity to do something in order to pay for their housing and and then thereby have a connection uh, with the God who works. I mean, do we ever think about that idea? <laughs> the beginning of the Bible is all about God working. And then he takes a break for us. Sunday. Um, so I, I think, I, I hope the church isn't really doing this. $7,400 a month for a housing allowance yeah. sounds sweet. Uh, actually, it sounds sweet if that were his whole paycheck. Okay, now over to Zoe. Uh, NYU fired a professor for being too hard. Oh, man. Okay, so, and, and I, I, I myself, man, I've, I don't think I've ever seen myself as college material anyway. Uh, and and I, I dished a lot of school as well, so I don't really know if I could really answer this one. Uh, um, I'm, I'm I'm not qualified to answer this. I'm not a biologist, but uh, <laughs> this kind of stuff, man. <laughs> but okay, if you you ain't got no business, you have no business being in an operating room or anything like that. If you can't handle the controlled environment of uh of the college, you know, and in their labs and stuff like that. And you're afraid, you're, you're afraid that you might get an F or something like that on your, on your report card or whatever. Um, and if you can't handle that kind of pressure, man, and if, uh, and if you think that this is person is being really hard on you, uh, you're, you're really in a big, for a big surprise. And, and I don't want you, I wouldn't want you, uh, in an occupation where you're not ready for a surprise like that, where you really can't handle the harsh reality of somebody being under, you know, um, under your practice, you know, or, or, or being a patient of yours or, or, or whatnot. I mean, I can understand that uh, maybe maybe there are uh, teachers or anything that, that are really hard um, on their students or, or, or something like that. Um, I, I, I'm not there. So I don't really know, you know, what is it that this person that could he be doing so hard? I mean, I know you kind of explained it and maybe maybe there's more context to it or something like that. Um, but. You know, considering what, uh, you know, what people like, you know, people wanting to get into college and, and wanting this kind of like free ride to college or anything like that. It's like, yeah, you probably want a free ride to your college and you probably want a free ride to your grades, too. And uh, that's not going to turn out too good for you. You know, when you go out in the workplace, especially with an occupation that you want, man, it's like, no, it, the, the fact that you guys complain about this, it, it gives me pause. Yeah. Near as I can. By, by the way, Steve, I'm going to throw in here that because I read this story, too, and almost chose it for a topic 
uh, because this guy isn't some kook. He's about 80 years old. He's a veteran professor and literally wrote the textbook on the subject that's widely used by universities. It's a big, fat, something like 1,500-page textbook. So this guy is established in the field and not just some wacky guy who's coming in to try to cause trouble for college kids. Yeah, and uh, organic chemistry has always been the make-or-break class for uh, undergrads to try and get into med school. And if they can't make it, they don't need to be doctors. Okay, Uh, Scott, over to you. Americans don't want to move to these five states. And this this isn't a poll. This this is data. Uh, A new analysis of moving trends in 2022 has determined the least popular states that people are for people to move to are New Jersey, California, Illinois, New York and Connecticut. And Scott, would it surprise you to learn that these are five of the deepest blue states in the country? They're pretty much the anti-Texas. Well, this comes as a great shock. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's interesting. I have loved um, every place that I've ever lived, and uh, I haven't been around very much. I lived in Pennsylvania for a long time. I lived in Missouri for a while, went back to Pennsylvania for a while. And then we moved to Texas. So I feel like what I say about Texas, people are always asking, well, which do you like better? I love Pennsylvania. I loved Missouri. And we love us some Texas. Um, I just feel like uh, this is, uh, we came here for a job reason, but we stayed even after that job went away because there's just... It's almost like there is freedom in the air in Texas. There is a sense of movement and activity and um, and prosperity. And don't take that the wrong way. It's not that everybody's wealthy or anything like that, but there's a sense that things are being built and things are happening and companies want to be here and companies are starting here and new houses are under construction and new office tower. Like when you drive down around north of Dallas now in the area of, uh, there's a town called The Colony and Frisco and Plano and the whole belt around Dallas, you just see building cranes and new buildings going up. Um, It's vibrant. It's exciting. It's a great place to live. And when you list those other states, I'm sure they have their benefits. There are some lovely swamplands in New Jersey that uh, where they have cranberries and I like cranberries. And so that would be nice. But ultimately, people want to go where there's hope and a future. That's what they get from Texas. That's not the sense that they get from these other places. Yeah. Last headline is all mine. Uh, Space Force Telescope will hunt foreign spacecraft, asteroids, and comets, too. Uh, this is this is actually really exciting news. The U.S. Space Force says its Space Surveillance Telescope, known as the SST, is operational in Australia. They've been working on this thing for years. They set it up in Australia for a reason, uh, to provide a new perspective on the sky to look for foreign spacecraft, space debris, and astronomical objects of interest. And the reason why I find this so fascinating is if you recall the uh, the DART mission that just completed a couple of weeks ago where NASA successfully uh, impacted an asteroid of an asteroid and subtly changed that asteroid's orbit. It was a total success. When you combine DART with SST, what we're building here is just the, just the, the first baby steps in developing a planetary defense system. And of course, it's being done by Americans. 
Wow, we're going to save the world again. All right, that is your Right Angle Lightning Round brought to you by the members of BillWhittle.com. I'm Steve Green. Thanks, so for uh, filling in for Bill this week. And Scott Ott, of course, thank you for watching. We'll see you next time. 